Welcome back again to Pre-Med Uncultured with Chuka Anu and me, Kate McKay. Let's get right into it. We're going to be talking about community service today. All right, so community service during pre-med years. Uh, This is a big part of your application, and it's a really important part about how we can give back to our community. So let's get right into it. First thing we want to say, it's not about what you do. It's about why you do it. Who cares if you're spending a thousand hours with the Humane Society if you hate dogs? Who cares about it? You need to find things that compel you and that bring you to a higher power other than yourself and a higher reason and purpose and that you enjoy doing. The time will fly. You'll feel good. And more importantly, for our purposes, you'll have something to write about. Kate, I can't agree more with that because I think it's so important, right, as we talk about why do even why do medical schools want us to do uh, community service, right? This idea as, as it's, I think that as physicians move towards a role, that they're not just advocating for patients in the clinic but in their communities, right? And as I'm even thinking about my sort of community service experiences that we'll talk about, I'm just thinking about the lessons I learned, the people I came in contact with, right? It's this idea almost I call it like the three Ps, right? The the different people you'll meet, the different places you'll go, and the di- different problems you'll learn how to solve and that you even know exist, right? Because in order to, ex- to know that the problem even exists, right, um, you have to be willing to put yourself in certain spaces. And so I think that's where I'm excited to even talk about my sort of community service experiences. But even before I begin with mine, what are your, what have sort of been some of your um, big community service um, experiences? What have they taught you? And again, how do you even get involved in them, right? Because that's another thing, right? Um, how we can get pre-meds to be passionate, right? And be, be able to do some of these amazing opportunities. Right, for sure. So I started a little late. Um, I played collegiate soccer, so I didn't have a lot of community service hours of things that were focused on what I wanted to do. It was mostly to get the team's hours. So each player had to get 10 hours on average a semester, and then you were done. And we did some work with the Veterans Hospital. We did some work with uh, the Humane Society, but really it was about getting the hours done so that we could, you know, continue to have NCAA funding. So Beyond that, I started a little bit late. I um, One of the most favorite things that I've actually recently just gotten into, and the way that I found it was going on my university's community service site. Um, at the University of Pittsburgh, it's called PittServes. If you literally Google your university name and you know community service or service orientation, you will be able to find opportunities that are broadcasted and laid out for you to pick from with descriptions. And if it's a long-term thing, if it's a one-day thing, and it'll really get you curious about if you want to do something like that or not. So while I was scrolling through, I found this one um organization. It's called the Sojourner House here in Pittsburgh, and it's a um, temporary home for women and their children who suffer from addiction. And at first I was like, yeesh, that sounds intense. It sounds compelling. I am both scared of this because of the uncomfortable feeling I got from it, but also excited. And I think that that crossing on those lines and that fine line between challenge but also happy to be there is a really great way for you to find what you're really passionate about so I spent a couple hours there had a wonderful time learned so much and I reached back out said okay how can I get involved how can I give you more of my time 
Um, another thing that I do, this is both volunteering and patient um, care and patient hours. I uh, volunteer with the HELP program. Um, it's a national program, so see if your local hospitals have a program for it. It's essentially um, you go around the hospital and you see patients who suffer or are prone to dementia and delirium. You talk with them, hang out with them, you know, get them things like blankets or food or water, whatever they need, and, you know, see these geriatric patients and prevent them from suffering from dementia and delirium. And that was it's something I do every week. It's an amazing opportunity and a great way for you to get those patient care hours. And the third thing um, I'll talk about before we get into chukas and advice for you guys was acing autism. Um, acing autism is a national program. Um, my mentor here at Pitt is one of the directors of it and asked me to come out. I said, I've never played tennis. I know about soccer. I know about football and hockey, but nothing about tennis. She was like, trust me. We don't really play that much tennis. And she was right. You know, we just hung out with the kids, got them to get on their feet, you know, move, um, speak with them, talk with them, help facilitate friendships and learning. And it was a wonderful opportunity to learn about a community that I've never been exposed to. I've never been exposed to autistic children or children on their spectrum, um, to my understanding. And being able to see them from a range of five years old to 18 years old was just so important for me. It gave me skills that I didn't even know that I needed to have or that I was capable of doing. And again, it, it pushed me. It made me uncomfortable. It made me a little bit scared. But, you know, you dive right into it and you're around people who know what they're doing. And that's what's so wonderful about community service is that you're doing it for the people that benefit from it. And you were able to reflect on it and gain skills and gain a mindset and a perspective that you wouldn't have otherwise. So, Chuka, why don't we talk about what you did and what's important to you? Yeah, thank you so much for that, Kate. Um, I think that when I sort of look at my experiences, I think that it comes back to this idea of doing what you're passionate about, right, and what you're called towards, right, and, and saying how can you move in uncomfortable spaces to learn more about the world in which we live in. And so I think that um, advocacy for me, you all, is a huge aspect, right? I don't want to just be a physician, again, like I talked about at the beginning of the podcast, right, who who just, uh, yeah, I don't want to just be a physician who, who only advocates for patients in the clinic but also in their communities. And I think it's so important that we, that, that, and that was, so, that was something that was so important to me. So I started working with a nonprofit that I'm still part of now, the Cooper Trooper Foundation. Um, we raise money for pediatric cancer research and family support. And so we have our annual pumpkin patch, right? And that's the annual pumpkin patch. We, we All the money, 100% of the proceeds go to pediatric cancer research. So we've partnered with Vanderbilt, Marone Carroll, Junior Children's Hospital. We've partnered with so many hospitals across the nation, right, and give sibling support kits, right? And I think the beautiful thing, truly, it's such a highlight of my year because every time I started doing this, honestly, watch this, y'all. You're going to be like, why did you start doing this? No, nah, it, was, it wasn't I was – I was magically manifestedly said, you know what, I want to give back to my community. It didn't start that way. It actually started off with this idea of, hey, I needed senior service hours in high school, right? And I was like, oh, there's this pumpkin patch, right? Let me go out there and let me get some hours, right? And then 
it just I just became infected with the the passion and the purpose of the organization, right? And I saw how people from all different walks of life, people from different states were coming up to this pumpkin patch because of the cause, right? I think that's the thing about community service, right? You recognize the impact you can have by doing so little, right? And I think that's even an important lesson for us to know as we move into medicine, right? Because sometimes the greatest medicine isn't the actual the scientific pharmacology or the surgery, but it is that idea of advocating, right? The idea of looking somebody in the eye and saying, hey, I care about you. I see that you you could be a mom. You could be a brother, a sister, a friend, a family, right, to somebody. And, and that's why I want to get to know you. So the Cooper Trooper Foundation has been such a great opportunity for me. And I've been able not only just to be a volunteer, but also been a volunteer coordinator, been in the leadership team for that for, for the past since 2017, right? And so it's been such a great opportunity, right? And then you know, this idea you all, I talk about moving in uncomfortable spaces. For me, that really came um, at, in this past past year. Um, I started working as a patient escort at Planned Parenthood in Tennessee, right? And I think for me, it was how can I put myself in uncomfortable spaces to understand people who have different struggles than myself, right? And in a future episode, um, we're going to be having a, a social worker come on. We're going to talk about this idea of social medicine with the, with a the social worker, right? And I think that's so important. But even for me, I recognize we all have a role to play in the world in which we're living in. I mean, as future physicians, right, we have to be able to bring patients' voices to forums, to discussions in which they may not be there. So for me, um, being a, a patient escort at Planned Parenthood in Nashville, Tennessee, of all places, I I will, I will let our audience uh, speculate for themselves about how that must have been, right? But I think it, it, for me, it was learning how to be part of a team, right, and and listening to those women's stories, right, and listening not just to women's stories, but uh, people part of the LGBTQIA community, right, and and understanding their struggles, right, because perspective changes things. Putting down our lenses and picking up somebody else's, I think that's so important. I think that that is what um, working at Planned Parenthood also taught me and then even working at Nash- Nashville Rescue Mission, right? I, I led a group of small group guys that I lead in my faith community and we went and we served unhoused populations, right? And, and we as we sat with these with these men and women and even some of them teenagers, right? We learned their stories, right? We learned how can we begin to to, to listen, right? Listen, learn, and then lead, right? I think that is so important, that, that stepwise process. Um, and then finally, even working at St. I worked, I was an employee at St. Thomas, Assistant St. Thomas Midtown in Nashville, and they had these annual, biannual um, free clinics, right, across Middle Tennessee, right, where we'd do, they'd do dental screenings and they'd do free healthcare services, right? And I said that that also brought to my attention some of the policy, right, some of the structural issues that are involved in medicine, right, that not everybody has access to, to health care, right? Even Kate and I were having a great conversation two days ago, right, this idea of, like, health insurance, right, and what does that look like? And I think it's so important that um, as you put yourself into, into these spaces, as you purposefully seek out opportunities that make you uncomfortable, I'm going to say that one more time, get yourselves, get yourselves, get yourselves, right? Purposely seek out opportunities that make you uncomfortable because when you do that, what it allows, it allows you to learn new things, meet new people, and gain new insight and ideas. For sure. I mean, at the end of the day, you want your experiences to speak to who you are and have it be a reflection of the things that you care about and your values. And I think like 
as we grow up and as we learn about the world, you know, it's not like how we see it on Grey's Anatomy or on Scrubs. You know, it's not this nice, perfect little picture and, you know, kissing in the hallways. It's it's real. It's people's lives. It's it's the people you don't see and the people that you need to be able to reach in a different way. And I think that if you have these perspectives and knowing your community and knowing who the medicine is going to impact is so important for not only your application, but for who you are as a person and for how you can help people. And I mean, let's say, for example, you don't have these experiences and you come into the hospital and you're met with a patient who can't afford the care, who doesn't know how to take care of themselves. And this is the first time you've seen an individual like this. And the struggles you're going to have and the uncomfortable feeling you're going to have with the fact that you may not, you as a physician, may not be able to help this individual. And that these experiences that you are having when you're 18, 20, 22, 24, 30, 50, 100 years old, it's going to give you the perspective to be able to be empathetic and not only just understand their struggle, but help them. So I feel like that is just a really big reason why these medical schools want to see community service and this service orientation competency and this willingness to be, you know, helpful for something other than yourself. I mean, we talk about wanting to do things to look good, but it should be more than that. And so why don't we talk about now how we get started? And it can be a little overwhelming. They say like 500 to 1,000 hours and you're like, I have zero. Well, where do we get started? Chuko, how did you get started? What was your first community service hour that you've ever done? So my first community service hour I did was uh, I was in a pre-med health group, right? And I'll talk about that. So I have I have iffy feelings about that. But I was in pre- pre-med health group. And then they told me, hey, Chuka, there's this opportunity that St. Thomas, before I even started working with them, they said, hey, there's this opportunity to go out and help at a free clinic, help, help run a free clinic. They said, you can help lead patients, right? You can help, at the time, I was a phlebotomist, right? And so there's like, there's also opportunity for phlebotomists and you had to do all this stuff. So that was the first time I went there, right? And, and I'll, I'll be honest with you all, it was uncomfortable, right? It was not, I wasn't, I wasn't like, I'm an extroverted person, right? I think y'all could tell that by the <laughs> very fact that we're doing this podcast, right? But I think still for me, it was something that was very uncomfortable. But I told myself, that you could, how can you step into this, right? And so what I did, I remember, I went with my friends, right? And I was there. And the thing about community service, right? It's not always glamorous, right? And I think that, but I think, isn't so isn't that such a parallel for medicine, right? Of course. Medicine is not always glamorous, right? Like, for example, you all, I'm going to be honest, right? So I never, two weeks ago, I went and shadowed the trauma team here at Pitt, right? And, you know, I'm expecting working, being, have been, having been at a trauma center out in Nashville and now here, and I'm expecting, oh, we're going to get all these level one traumas. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be like Grey's Anatomy, mm-hmm. right? Um, but no, I remember we had we had a, a, a an older lady with like a fecal impaction, right? And we have to go into the OR, and I'm like, well, this is not this is not the this is not the Doctor Hunt moment where where you're like pulling an icicle from Christina, yeah, Yang. push one of Epi, yeah. charge the paddles, <laughs> nope, charge that colonoscopy up. We need to get this blockage out. Like, exactly, it's so different. And I mean, like, community service is the same thing. It's not like these beautiful photos of people, you know, passing out these soup cans. I mean, the the very first uh, community service I ever did was haircuts for the homeless. Wow. And we shaved homeless people's heads. And that that was the only thing we were allowed to do. We only had, like, a pair of scissors and, and like, a thing of of clippers. (laughs) 
And shaving an individual's head who has never washed their hair, who doesn't have access to running water, let alone food, and, you know, the sights and smells of that day, I can taste them to this this day. I can feel the hair in my hands, and I can smell it. And it was the one of the worst things I've ever done personally, but the best feeling I've ever had mm-hmm. to feel like that impact in that in that person's life as one last thing they have to worry about is their hair. And there were some women who were like, I've always wanted to shave my head. This is great. I've always wanted to have a bald head. I'm having my Britney Spears moment. And I was like, great for you for having this perspective, because if I was in this position, I was bald and homeless it would be over for me. So seeing that perspective, even though it was uncomfortable and a little bit gross, I look back on that now, that memory with such fondness, and I'm proud of myself. I was 16. I was so proud of myself. I still am. And it was it was not glamorous. It was not beautiful, like you said. It was not this wonderful, oh, here's a soup, here's a hot coffee, enjoy your day, I love you, P- peace and love. No, it's not always, it could be like that, but it's not always going to be like that. So having that realistic expectation of community service and helping the people that actually need your help, it might it might save you from some cultural shock down the line if you're you know not expecting it. I think that's so true, and I I thank you for talking about that, Kate, because there's something you said, and I hope our listeners heard it. It's this idea of it wasn't necessarily glamorous, but what it made you feel, Mm -hmm. right? I think isn't that the beauty of service, right? This idea of like you may do you're doing something that is inconvenient, but the feeling in which you receive from it is so amazing, and I think that is I think that's so true, and I think that's why again I'm gonna we're gonna continue to encourage you all. Right, step into the uncomfortable and discover more about yourself. And I think that's that's so valid. For sure. So Chuka, if you could go back to yourself when you first started doing community service work and give yourself three pieces of advice, what would they be? Do more. Do it for longer. And bring people along. That's great. And I think that when we break that down, right, starting off with do more, I think I wish I had had immersed myself more into the opportunities I had, right? Like when I think about like the natural rescue mission, right? I think that it was I had done it for I'd done it a couple times and it was great and but I wish I had committed myself to it because the things that I did commit myself to, like Cooper Tripper Foundation, right? And I recognize you all can you cannot commit yourself to so many things. But I know that I could have committed myself to more community service projects than I had, right? And I think that's one thing here in Pitt I'm doing more of, right? Getting involved in how can I be an advocate, how can I be this idea of what I call and I'll continue to repeat, this idea of an inconvenient advocate, right? And so I think that I wish I could go back to myself, Chuka, be intentional, engage more, right? And then the second thing I said was this idea of, gosh, I just lost my train of thought, right? So bringing people along, right? Mm -hmm. Bringing people along is so important, right? This idea of I wish I had brought more friends, right? And I think that when you do it in community, there's something so enriching about that. When you get a – when you get a – when you get a – Bring a collective group, right? I'm thinking about the Cooper Trooper Foundation, right? And the Minority Association of Pre-Medical Students, MAPS. Shout out to them, any of you all who are listening, right? Like, I remember I brought them out to the uh, Cooper Trooper Foundation, right? And the pumpkin patch. And seeing how 
it is exponential in how the effect grows. It, have, it just started one year, Kate, right? Then the next year I was there, I wasn't part of the pre-health club, but they came again, right? And then now I graduated and they're still going back. I remember when I went back home like a month ago, they had already signed up, right? And I yeah. think that's the beauty of engagement. That's the beauty of community service, right? Because the things that our listeners, the things that we are passionate about, there are other people out there who are passionate about it as well. So the question we have to ask ourselves is, are we willing to share our passions to enlarge and to move forward a greater purpose, right? And that purpose is speaking up for unhoused populations, for speaking up for reproductive justice, speaking up for immigration health, all these different things, right? And there's community, right? And so I think that's I think that's one thing I wish I'd done more. And then also, right, lastly, it's this idea of I wish I had I'd listened, right, and, and learned more, right? This idea of there are so many stories, right? And I always tell people I'm a story catcher, right? I just love sitting and hearing people's stories, right? And I think that when I, when I stepped into these environments, when I stepped into these places, I wish I had sat more and listened more and not been so um, eager to, to be able to get into a bigger role, but recognize the small role in which I have. Right. And I think that when you do the small things well, right, the bigger things happen. Right. I think I'm thinking, as I said, I'm thinking about my old boss <laughs> um, back at Jets Pizza, right, in Franklin, Tennessee. I remember he's, he's, I used to always, I was like, I used to tell him, Chris, hey, boss, I want to start making pizzas. I want to start making pizzas. I want to be on the line. I want to be on the line. And he's like, he's like, Chuka. He's like, bro, if you can't even wash these dishes well, right, do you think I'm going to let you make a pizza? Right. I think that's so I think that's and I and I say that to our listeners and I say it to myself as well. So this idea of if we are not willing to greet people as they come into the center center for the volunteer opportunity. How then do we expect us to be able to lead a group of people? Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that's so important. I think that's one thing I wish I had I had done more of. Right. And so I thank you for that question, Kate. Yeah, for sure. And the community sense of it, you know, it's community service. And that doesn't just mean you're impacting the communities around you, but you're bringing your community to other communities and you're kind of creating this, you know, inclusive, eclectic environment. And if you think that you have your best friend and you guys have good, loving, peaceful energy between you, and then both of you go and have an interaction with another person, don't you think that that's going to be contagious? And that's where, I mean, we talked about this, the first episode, the toxic pre-med culture. We want to create an environment where people are giving uh, giving of themselves and their time in a way that's selfless. And something you can do just sitting there is say, hey, friends or my dorm mate, I'm going to go do the kidney walk on Saturday. Would you like to come? We can get a grab a bite to eat after. We can hang out all day and we can give our time and we can, you know, learn something new. And that can, that can it can be contagious. Like Chuka said, he he's created a legacy that he's left behind at the Cooper Trooper Foundation. People will continue to come back just because of him and him sharing his experience and his life with these individuals. And Like Chuka said, you wish you sat down and listened more and reflected more. Here are some questions you can ask yourself and ask your friends if you ever go out with them. What did I learn? How did I feel? How is this going to help me be a physician down the line? And do I want to continue with this path? And those are, I mean, even if it's an uncomfortable experience and you don't want to go back, write it down. Have a little notebook. Keep all your experiences in the same box. You get 15 on your AMCAS application and you get to pick the 15 that you think represent yourself. And even if you hated it, it's still good to know what you don't like to do. And then let's say 
15 years down the line, you get back and you get in touch with that foundation or that organization, maybe you're in a position of power where you can help impact that and make it more what you want it to be and make it better and more effective and reach more people. Because again, at the end of the day, we're going to be physicians, we're going to have MDs, maybe our friends are going to be policymakers, or they're going to be the head of a social working organization. And we're going to be able to use our experiences from when we were young and change the lives of others. The way that the like life has been, you know, kind of gradually getting better, gradually getting worse, going through these ebbs and flows. We, with medicine, with both social medicine, with human medicine, with biological medicine, all of these different ways, we can help impact people. And it starts with getting the perspective. Like Chuka said, put down your own lens, pick up someone else's. Community service gives you that. Gives you the opportunity to step into a world that isn't yours and learn from it. And Ethan, thank you so much for saying all of that, Kate. And as you're talking, this idea came into my mind, right? It's this idea of, you. I want you to think about this, right? Some of you may be wondering, Chuka, well, there's nothing that in my community that I'm passionate about that's out there. My response to that is, that is you, the conditions are ripe for you to create your own community service project, right? I think that is, that even Kate, that's maybe one thing I wish I had done, mm-hmm. right? Because there were so many issues I was passionate about, right? But I didn't, I was like, I, I'm, I'm going to be real. I was lazy. I didn't want, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't want to go out there and create my own um, community service project, but I wonder the impact I could have had in my community, in the sphere of influence I had, if I had said, you know what, I'm going to go out there, I'm going to create a community service project, right? So if, if you were saying, hey, Chuka, I'm very really passionate about rural medicine and the, in, in the, in the need for there to be more CPR training for people in rural counties, create that opportunity. If you're saying, Chuka, I wish there was an active group about ta- who talked about um, LGBTQIA medicine, right? Create a group about it, right? Saying, hey, I wish there was an opportunity to be able to do more immigrant health fairs in my community. Create a, create a community service about it, right? I think that is so important because when we see a problem, I think it's very easy for us to say, oh, there's not an opportunity for me to engage. But as future physicians, when we see a problem, we're going to have to be able to be a creative problem solver, say, how can I engage that problem? And I think mm-hmm. that is maybe the, maybe the conditions in your environment right now, ladies and gentlemen, maybe the p- things that you're passionate about, maybe the fate has called you to a position to say, hey, create a, create, a, create a community service project about it. Do something about it. Speak up for those who may, about, who may not be able to speak for themselves, right? And I think that is something that has just been, that just came to my mind, and I wanted to share that with you all right now. Yeah, for sure. And I think it can be overwhelming, but again, little steps, little things, they all add up to bigger things. First thing you need to do, get in touch with someone who also cares about it. Because one voice, two voices, then you get the exponential growth. You have a bunch of buddies, a bunch of friends who care about the same things that you do, and you can really make an impact that way. Um, any other closing remarks about community service during pre-med? Again, I think that this idea of listen learn and then lead right when you listen when you take a seat right i said this um on the, at the end of end of the last podcast right this idea of take a seat before you take a stand right and i can't coin that as my own but i heard somebody say it and it really shook me to my core but i think in community service i think it's so important that you have an opportunity to 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 listen right to listen to the stories of the people you'll come in contact with listen okay i think that i used to have a boss who said Chuka, I, I know you hear me but are you listening Mm-hmm. Right, 
you can hear people's stories, but are you really trying to understand their perspective, right? right? Active listening, right? And then when you listen, you learn about their struggles. You learn about their backstories. You learn about the problems that are in our society and how you as an individual, as a medical student, a pre-medical student, and future physician can address those problems, right? And then last, when you know a problem, you can gather and cultivate a group, a community, like the community here, to be able to lead on said issues. So when you do those three things, I'm confident that we all can be able to speak up for those who may not be able to speak up for themselves, and we can follow the words of the great senator, uh, former senator John Lewis, and get into some good trouble, necessary trouble. And necessary so, trouble. Um, I thank you all. We thank you all. And we will see you on the next podcast. Keep hustling, stay relentless, and be well.